Welcome. You're listening to the 10-Minute Tuesday Talk podcast, a place where we engage practical issues through a theological lens. And I'm Stephanie Fermenti, the Chapel Associate for Discipleship. And I'm Hannah Bloomquist, the Resident Director of Andreas and the Student Apartments. And we hope that these conversations will lead us to wisdom and truth. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to episode three. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about friendship. And we're excited because we actually know that many of you are living in this space right now, trying to figure out what it means to be a good friend and what healthy friendships look like. We are going to talk about the things that we have gleaned from both discussions with you all and also from things we have read and studied um, and from conversations Hannah and I have had Mm -hmm. about friendship. There is a particularly helpful article by Ellen Dykus that we are pulling from, and I'll try to share that with you all as an attachment if possible. Yeah, absolutely. I wrote here, Covenant Beautiful Friends Woot, <laughs> when I was typing out what we wanted to talk about and what I meant to say uh, was that in talking about friendship, we just need to acknowledge that we here at Covenant have this really beautiful value of friendship. Um, there's some just wonderful examples and outworkings of friendship here. I'm just continually mm-hmm. amazed by some of the selfless and caring and like kind, generous friendships that Mm -hmm. I witness here. And so I just want to acknowledge that. Um, But alongside all good things, this side of heaven, there is this subtle danger in which we can have these expectations of how people here at Covenant are going to fill us or complete us, or even fill this empty void and this desire for connection that we might have. Um, And so in keeping with this theme that we have throughout these episodes of the two truths and a lie, we want to actually look at that and how t- truths and lies mm-hmm. surround this God-created relationship we call friendship. Yeah. So first, let's name some truths. Um, it is true that our desire for intimate relationships is in our spiritual DNA. We mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit on our last episode, too. Yeah. And we can taste love like this in human relationships, but it was mm-hmm. never the Creator's intent that we would replace Him in our lives. Yeah. So spouses, parents... Children, friends, siblings, and mentors are are supposed to point us to God's love, not hijack our heart's Mm -hmm. devotion to Him. And also, friends are gifts from God that are meant to be stewarded, just like other gifts that He gives us. It's good to develop meaningful friendships. But again, like all relationships, friendships have a purpose given to us by the Lord, and when they are used for our own intentions or our own selfishness, they can become unhealthy and meaningless. Yeah. And... I think it would be maybe helpful if we defined kind of what we mean by unhealthy mm-hmm. um, or meaningless. And, and I think sometimes we use this term codependency. Mm-hmm. And this term can actually be thrown around a good bit here uh, with ma- without maybe knowing what it means. Um, and so, and then we begin to like second guess all of our friendships yeah. when like, are they unhealthy or codependent? And so right. I kind of want to define what this is and kind of give some characteristics just so that we have a better understanding So codependency is a relational addiction, Mm. plain and simple, but it's characterized by an unhealthy attachment to another person where one or both people rely on the other to meet nearly all of their emotional needs. And it's in this effort to make themselves feel happy and whole. So it's often driven by insecurity and Mm. people pleasing, this emotional dependency, and this extreme kind of obsessive, obsessive, like sacrificial love. Mm -hmm. And so that's, 
that's maybe its definition, but I, I want to look at some characteristics now of what a codependent relationship might look like. And this can be kind of hard yeah. um, to hear, but again, I think we need to have somewhat of a working definition. So Absolutely. some of the characteristics of a codependent relationship are often this exclusivity and possessiveness. So sometimes it's usually two people and they don't want another person into that because they feel mm. like it robs them of what they're getting from the other, per- other person. Um, number two, it could be a lack of differentiation. So this means uh, we don't ne- necessarily differentiate in terms of our personality, our emotions, our hobbies. We, we take on the characteristics, emotions, everything of another person. Um, the relationship might need this constant clarification or affirmation. I mm. wrote here DTRs for days. There's mm. this constant like need to define what's our relationship. Are we okay? Continual like conflict and then reaffirming. Mm. Maybe it's also spending too much time together and in this constant com- uh, communication. So like phone calls, texts, always knowing where the other person is pairing off. Um, you guys are kind of like in a world your own. Sometimes it's when, you usually don't see one person without the other. There's Mm -hmm. just this constant connection. Um, And perhaps even just some high expectations of what the other person person should fill in them. So Mm. not just the like, hey, you should like be kind and respectful, but like, hey, you need to be there whenever I need you and whenever I talk to you and whenever I call you, da-da-da-da-da. Like, why aren't you responding to my yeah, texts yeah, within yeah. three minutes and whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think sometimes there's blurred physical boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even just this integration of romanticized uh, touching or even emotional fulfillment that's, like, taken a romantic turn. Um, and then, like, even just the inability to say no to one another. There's mm-hmm. just this need to say yes and be there constantly. And so I think those are some characteristics of codependency that are just maybe helpful to acknowledge and define. Yeah. Now, it's so helpful. It's also true, though, that you won't find the word codependent in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, But what the world refers to as codependency, I think God's Word calls idolatry. Hmm. Um, Idolatry is basically the worship of anything or anyone other than him. And this can happen so easily and so quickly, especially in our closest relationships where the temptation is the strongest to turn from the giver, from God, Mm. to actually the gifts that he gives us. Um, The article I mentioned before, like earlier in this episode, puts it this way. Instead of yielding Mm. to the Lord who loves us, we yield our sense of well-being to a person. Mm. Even though these connections at first feel emotionally intoxicating or comforting, a painful harvest of discontentment, anxiety, and insecurity eventually develops. And why is this? Because people can't fill, heal, Mm. or satisfy our hearts. Yeah. Being unhealthy patterns and characteristics of friendship, we need to have a working understanding of what godly and healthy friendship is. Otherwise, we're just going to be forming our friendships out of this reaction or fear um, of having an unhealthy friendship. So rather than moving towards and practicing God's design. So mm-hmm. we, that's what we want, is we want us to move towards God's design. Absolutely. Um, Psalm 16, verses 1 to 4, actually provides some really helpful insight here. It says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. So essentially, this psalm is pointing us to realize that our well-being and our good and uh, where we find our place of safety is only found 
in the Lord. Mm-hmm. But he mentions the role of the saints mm-hmm. in the land. In the land, um, he talks about how friends are delightful, mm-hmm. and so instead of running to, we can instead delight in people. Yeah. So how does scripture teach us to cultivate delightful and meaningful close friendships, good and true friendships? Yeah, I think an umbrella passage that kind of filters a lot of this is John 15. I love this passage, but um, especially in verse 13, starting, it says, Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. Hmm. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Mm. And I love this passage because in it, God calls us friends. So we have this example by which to follow and it's this outworking of being an image bearer and an image bearer of a communal Trinitarian God. Mm -hmm. And he calls us into friendship with him, which is cultivated through spending time with him in his word and in prayer. And then he calls us to pursue friendships with each other, to push each other towards obedience and towards sacrificial love. Mm. And then he charges us to go and bear fruit together. So to be kingdom workers together, to serve the community together. So going outside of just friends being the end goal Mm. to serving and like kingdom making something together yeah 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 that's a great passage you you summarize it really well good job (laughs) um so with that foundational understanding then let's think of some characteristics to cultivate in healthy friendships and we're just going to camp out in wisdom literature for a second because proverbs actually has a lot to say Mm -hmm. about friendship um and here are sort of maybe four things to cultivate in healthy friendships and they all begin with a c so they're easy to remember Uh, So the first one is constancy and then candor, counsel, and consideration. And let's flush those out for a second. Yeah. So the first one's constancy, taken kind of from Proverbs 18.24, which says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And it may seem obvious, but a good friend sticks with you through thick and thin. A close friend is with you when things are hard and when things are good. They celebrate your successes not compare, not envy, mm. and they cry in your struggles with you. There's an empathy in the difficulty. They're constant and reli- reliable. They're not fair-weathered or temperamental. So there's this loyalty here, but it's filtered first and foremost with a loyalty to Christ and a seeking of wisdom of how to walk with someone in the good and the bad. And then again, to point them to Christ and not to yourself. Yeah. And then the second one we mentioned was candor, which is um, sort of another word for honesty. Mm. And Proverbs 27, 5 to 6 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. This characteristic is probably honestly the hardest one to cultivate. Mm -hmm. Um, No one likes to confront a friend or to be confronted, uh, right? But this passage, among others, is telling us that true friends uh, lovingly Mm -hmm. speak truth. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it's saying when we withhold truth from our friends... We are actually failing to love them well. Yeah, interesting. When we see a sin pattern or unhealthy habits or destructive and unbiblical beliefs and then ignore or even minimize them mm-hmm. or just affirm our friend in these things, we might actually be harming them instead of loving them. Yeah. Wounds are never fun to receive or to inflict, but scripture tells us that wounds from a friend are actually a sign of faithfulness both to the other person. Mm-hmm. 
and to God's work in their life. Yeah. And just real quick, and even in that wounds piece, it's like, it's not just like inflicting pain for pain's sake, but it's almost like resetting a bone, Mm. like having to re-break a bone to reset it so that it's actually healing the way it's supposed to. The way it's supposed to, Mm -hmm. and you're reflecting Christ more. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, And I think number three, so counsel is the third one which is essentially helping one another to form godly plans. So taken from Proverbs 27, 9, where it says, Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Um, and then also Proverbs 27, 17, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So seek friendships that will give you godly advice and counsel and will point you to Jesus. And again, not to themselves and not to the world. Mm. You want people who will point you to self-control and wisdom instead of seeking to do whatever you want with your desires. So not friends that just tell you what you want to hear or just tell you all the time, treat yourself, Mm. but seek friends where you see the potential in each other to grow, to be sanctified, to be sharpened where you seek each other to push each other to faithfulness. Yes. And then the last C is consideration. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty five seventeen says, Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. And this verse is almost um, comical in its bluntness. But what it's basically saying is that it is good to give your friends a little space mm-hmm. and distance. A healthy friendship is one that respects boundaries. You don't have to constantly mm-hmm. be with your friends all the time in order to be a good friend. In fact, I think when you spend time apart, you come back with new experiences to share or new ideas to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, be considerate of your friends, honor boundaries, mm-hmm. respect privacy, and be kind. I think sometimes with our closest friends, we get a little lax yeah. in the way that we treat them and honor them, um, whether it's with our words or just yeah not respecting their desires or their their need mm-hmm. for rest or privacy or space, cultivate kindness yeah. and respect in friendships. Yeah, they're holy and sacred. <laughs> Treat them that way. So in closing, we've talked about these characteristics of an unhealthy friendship, and then we've looked at what biblical friendship looks like according to scripture. And so now maybe you're in this place of wondering like, okay, maybe there are some unhealthy characteristics in my friendship or... What is the next step that I take to cultivate meaningful and biblical friends? And maybe I would start with asking two questions. These are two questions you could ask yourself to kind of think through, journal, process. But if you're wondering about the health of your friendships, maybe ask this. What do you need from this relationship? Like, what are you seeking? And number two, what does it say about you if this relationship ends? Mm. And so maybe think through those, and that can kind of help give you a better understanding of where you are. And then, obviously, go to the Word and seek older, wiser counsel to talk through maybe your, some, some of your responses. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do. We need each other to know how to go about being with each other. Yes. And maybe after listening to this, you realize that God has actually blessed you with some incredible friends. And if that is the case then as a response of gratitude, steward your friendships, treasure Mm -hmm. them, uh, rejoice in these good gifts, delight in them, continue to cultivate constancy and candor, counsel and consideration. Um, But I think most of all, we pray that you would experience the friendship of Jesus, Mm -hmm. that you would realize that even if all other friends disappoint, which they will at some point, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus is a friend that loves you and knows you perfectly and actually does promise to fill you up. Mm -hmm. Amen.
So our time is up. So thank you for joining us. Please be on the lookout for our next episode, which will actually be released in two weeks. So on November 3rd, and we are going to be having a special guest, Lana Hill. So until next time.